Hey, fat fish heads. It's time for another edition of the hottest new podcast on all platforms. Fat fish. Sit back and strap yourself in for the wildest ride on the open seas. Now, lap your fins for the fabulous Fat Fish Brothers, Eric Fish Snyder and Brad Grunny Grunberg, a.k.a. Snacks. Yeah, yeah. The voice of Fat Fish. Hey, Fat the voice of Fat Fish. Thank you, Dave Linden. How did that sound for you, Fish? I liked it. I love it. I love it. Look at that logo. Look at our new opening. Dave Linden is a tremendous voiceover guy. Um, tell us how you met this guy because that's how he makes a living and he's helping us out in this podcast. Uh, that would be prison. Uh, he was my celly. <laughs> and uh, uh, he, uh, no, I met Dave way back in the day at a, uh, a special artist. We both had the same voiceover agency, and this is crazy. We were sitting in the waiting room, and just him and I, and I go, hey, how you doing? He goes, hey, how you doing? I go, yeah, yeah. He goes, uh, we're just, you know, chopping it up, and he goes, yeah, I got to get out of here because I got to go down to Palm Springs and see my grandma. I go, grandma? Oh, my goodness. My grandma is my best friend, and that's how we started our relationship by our grandmas. And we've been uh, dear friends ever since. Dave Linden is one of the most talented guys in the voiceover world. And he's one of the sweetest, kindest men I've ever met because he has a big heart, man, just like you. That's why I like him because he's a big heart, very humble right. and uh good family guy, you know, kind of like you fish. Yeah. My heart is broken. Yeah. My Your heart, heart is broken. broken. I had high yeah. hopes yesterday. Well, I get off work. This is what yeah. happens when I get off work. My son well, comes over and to wait, watch the Raiders. Yeah. Before you start, I just want to let the uh, viewers know, John Kassir, the voice of the Crip Keeper from Tales from the Crip, will be on next week. He's on a plane. He was at a convention, and the and the and uh, his flight was two hours late. He thought he'd be home, so he apologizes to everybody, but he will see you next week, and we will have lots of fun. Go ahead, Fish. Sorry. I remember John Kassir from the, the TV show First and Ten. And people will see this guy. And, you know, you see an actor like you. I know that guy. Well, I've seen that guy a million times. I've seen a commercial and they'll say, and then they find out, oh, that's Brad Grunberg. He fell through Larry David's roof on Curb Enthusiasm. The same with John Kassir. It, 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 it's going to be so much fun. These things happen. You know, there's a, so many flight delays right now. Then you find out this happens before I get to talk about football yesterday. My heart broken. We have such a shortage right now of flight attendants. All right. Listen, to this. this is serious. Flight attendants, pilots, mm -hmm. and air traffic controllers. And it's a big epidemic. And you wonder why so many flights are delayed and canceled. How do you fix that? You just can't go. You just can't apply to be an air traffic controller. It's years of all these jobs. Pilots got to go, what, six years, a flight attendant, a year and a half, and then Obviously, uh, you know, uh, these pilot, air traffic controllers, two years. How do you fix that? Why is, yeah, why is there a shortage, do you know? Do, well, do with, you know? with I, I, we had Alyssa Conway on when I was doing a podcast earlier uh, in my life, and she was a flight attendant. They get burned out. It's very uh, tough being yeah, in a flight yeah. attendant right now. People are jerk-offs, and they take all their anger out on you, and you're just trying yeah. to get them seated, get them drunk or drank, 
and make sure they have a safe flight. They're going from LA to Albuquerque, wherever they're going. All right. A lot of anger. How many times you go on YouTube and see someone causing crap on a flight, especially since COVID? You know, I can't tell you, I, I, I'm not a Debbie Downer. When we, when COVID shut down my industry, the restaurant industry, my wife, my beautiful wife is the most positive person in the world. Vicky said, watch. When you guys reopen, watch how positive and nice people are. No, anger came out. It, COVID wow. did so many bad things to people in their heads, besides yeah. being a brutal disease, um, a, a virus. So uh, we, we, you know, we, we, we can't wait to get John Kassir on. So what do you do on a Sunday? I, you know, you're driving a lift right now. I get off work. Sunday is my first day off of my four days working as a bartender. My kid comes over. It's a 10 o'clock game in the West Coast. If you watch the Raiders, you have to be heavily induced. This is how you watch the Raiders. This uh, heavy, is wait, heavily, wait, wait, heavily medicated, is that what you said? Yeah, I'll show you. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yes. Yeah. That's how you get through a Raider game. And it yesterday was brutal. Talk about that. And this is this is really this is what the Raiders are all about. We know the Raiders are watching this show, some people, but we have we chop it up and we have fun. Check out this thing about the Raiders. Oh no. <laughs> oh goodness. Raider Raiders fans, fans on opening on. day. You got prisoners. Uh, read the bottom that. one. Can you read it? Uh no, I can't see it now. Raiders fans after opening day. I don't know what your Sunday's like, but we watch football, and the Raiders game was brutal, and they got their butts kicked. And what bothered me about the game, and I'll get your take on it, is every pundit said that Josh Allen's going to get healthy against a lousy Raider team. And Josh Allen got healthy against a lousy Raider team. Did you watch it? <laughs> uh, no, I was working. You know, I was, I was driving, but I did listen to it on uh, Sirius Radio. And I'll tell you something. Josh Allen had to have a big game. They had to blow uh, the Raiders out because – of the debacle that happened game one, uh, you know, they were just, I mean, Josh Allen is so talented. He is stacked on both sides of the ball. And this is it. This is it. He has to perform. He has to win. He has to get to the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be Buffalo and uh, the uh, the 49ers. Remember I told you that? Yeah, you we'll use that as your prediction. It's a good, good prediction. The 49ers are loaded. They just came out. I, how do you feel about this? What a we, we bullet point each other, and Brad has no idea what I'm going to say. I have no idea what comes out of his mouth. I'm watching the Ram game yesterday. I, I watch everything. The Rams, that's their home opener against the San Francisco 49ers. A rivalry that goes back to when Brad and I were kids. One of the biggest rivalries on the West Coast. Like Dodgers, Giants, Lakers, Warriors. 50,000 fucking 49er fans. Mark Sanchez. Remember Mark Sanchez, the butt fumble from the Jets? Yeah. He's the analyst on the game from Fox, Brad. Yeah. And he goes, this is insane what goes on in the West Coast. And even Sean McVay, the coach of the Rams, it's, it's, he goes, it's, it's, it's embarrassing that we have – it's that when we have the ball, we're getting booed. I've never seen – I know I, everyone, all my friends say get over it. That's the way it is that people sell their tickets. But I will tell you this about Los Angeles, and I haven't lived there in 30 years, but I want you to verify this. In L.A., it goes like this. The Dodgers and Lakers are tied. Then comes USC football. Then it might be a place for the Rams and the Chargers. Do you agree? Yeah. You put yes. And UCLA basketball. You know, yeah. that's in there too. Yeah. But uh yeah, you're right. No, it's it's LA is the type of place where you the fans they come in late and they leave early. Always. It's not like Chicago fans, New York fans. Uh, Raider fan, you know, I mean, you know, you come to a game early, you tailgate, right? 
you put some burgers on the grill, some ribs, and you have a couple of brewskis, and then you walk into the game. You come early, ready to go. You know, paint your face. Uh, you know, and 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 you know, in LA, people, it just it's silly. You know, fair they call us fair weather fans. You know, but we have good fans when we win. You have good fans. When you win. The Dodgers and Lakers have very loyal fans. The Lakers went through, you know, six years without going to the playoffs, five years, yeah. and they still showed up. Dodger fans are great. What what the problem is nowadays is tickets are so expensive. When we were younger, do you, do you ever remember taking to the bus to Dodger game? Your mom and dad let you take a bus to Dodger game? Did you pay like a dollar no. to get in? Not, not my mom. Why, you couldn't fit in the bus? Why? No. <laughs> my mother would not let me leave the house. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> You know, I have a Jewish mother, so she doesn't let me take a, a bus to Dodger Stadium for a dollar. No, that's not going to work here. But uh, did you go to a People lot of Dodger games? I went, yeah, I took the RTD 93, took you right oh. down, sunset. It let you off at that. You have to walk up that big hill in the Legion Park to get to the stadium. But when you're 12, who cares? You know, my my parents let me take the goddamn bus to the Coliseum of my one of my very dear friends, Craig Persky, all right? <laughs> The L.A. Coliseum when the Rams played when wow. we were 16. And I'm wow. still here, you know. But it was a different time. You know, they're still idiots, but a different time. You know, the people say to me all the time in the bar, what was it like growing up in L.A.? And I bring Brad into this. Do you remember going to Perry's Pizza on the beach? At the Perry's Pizza stand from Santa Monica Beach all the way to Will Rogers? Every lifeguard sure. tower? This this makes Brad happy. Watch his face. For a dollar fifty, you got a big deep dish slice, slice of pizza and a coke back in the 70s how cool was that that was great no i remember, remember that Perry's. you know did you go to the beach at all no I, i'm trying yeah did you go to no, the beach? I, remember, I remember yeah yeah no I, I went to the beach i i don't really like the water that much but i like to you know i like to look at the pretty girls on the sand i i, I used to go to sand and sea sand and sea uh the uh you know the sand and sea club beach club and yeah. uh play paddle tennis and uh I, you know, my favorite places was the grill because, you know, the guy made the, my cheeseburger and he put the he, he put the top of the of the pan on top of it to make it so it's really well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about food um, and surprise. And uh, no, I just oh, San Antonio. Oh, now it's the, Ehrenberg, it's the Ehrenberg uh, Beach House. It's anybody can go there. It's for the public, but it's beautiful. Uh, I was just there a couple months ago, and it's really nice. But yeah, Perry's Pizza is in my favorite movie, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Remember in the in the Sherman Oaks Galleria? Sure it is. Yes, it yeah, is. Oh my God, you should have been in that movie. But I'm, I'm gonna give a I'm gonna give a plug. Um, if you're if you're in LA and you're going Pacific Coast Highway and you come to ten, you go through that great tunnel and the beach hits you. Go up about a mile and a half on the right hand side between Santa Monica and Pacific Palisades is a place called Patrick's Roadhouse. Probably oh. the best hamburger I've ever had. Yeah, and I know I, you've eaten there. I, yeah, I was just there with my buddy, uh, Mark Sanderson. So good, everything on the menu, top shelf. Real, it's been there for a hundred years, right? It's got to be there a hundred years. I mean, it, I remember when I was uh, fourteen, fifteen, uh, coming from San Antonio. I always see the green building, right? Uh, it's you know, it's uh, Patrick's, oh. right? The Irish. Uh, uh, they have, you know, the, yeah. the good luck. It's good luck. The green, uh, you know, luck of the Irish, baby. Nothing. Luck of the Nothing. Irish and Notre Dame's doing great. I, I, I think I told you this on a past podcast, but we might have the, the two owners coming on. 
Stuart Samuel's a big fan of the show, responsible for Rod Martin and other guests. Carlo Imperato has been on our show. He might get the owners of, and I've never eaten there, and you get mad at me. How do you live in L.A.? We might get the owners of Pink's Hot Dogs on our show within the oh. next month, which will make you happy because you're going to oh. you're going to barter a deal where you get free food. How do I? How do? How does an idiot like me never eat at Pink's Hot Dogs? And here's the stupidest question for Bradley Grumberg, aka Snacks. Well, Have you yeah, ever yeah, eaten there? Well, uh, hello, McFly. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me explain something to you, sir. I think the greatest hot dogs are Pink's. Okay. Carney's is very good. They're they're like neck and neck. Oh, unbelievable chili. But Pink's is so good. It's so iconic. You know, didn't they open in Vegas, but it didn't work out? It, weren't yeah. they at the uh, Planet Hollywood or something? Yeah. yeah. Cantor's Deli opened here. Close to what? my house and didn't work out. Cantor's Deli is oh. an icon in the Fairfax district. Here we are talking about all these LA icons. Didn't work out. The oh, Stage yeah. Deli from New York opened up in the form shops. Worked out for a few years. I mean... Just because places work out indigenous at their home doesn't mean they go other places. And I tell you, I've got news for you. The Canner's Deli was great. Great food. Way, didn't work out. The, in, in Vegas, I went to the Bagel Cafe with my friend uh, Scott Dorfman, comedian, magic magician. Scott Dorfman. And it was really good. It was really, really good. I thought it was great. What deli what did you I wanted with? Max. I wanted my son... Well, the bagel. I wanted my son. My son went to grade school with Savis, the owner of uh, the Bagel Cafe, friend of mine. I haven't seen him in a couple of years. I wanted I wanted Max to marry his daughter because I knew this guy was going to be. You know, <laughs> can you imagine marrying free locks, bagel and green juice. of a successful? You, could you could you imagine the catering for your wedding? <laughs> oh my god! So, but uh, yeah, great family owns it. They they open up. They have one and one. They have like a bagel cafe in one of the casinos at the Sun Coast. But no. These food places are great. Football was great yesterday. It's a great family thing for me and my family. We cook all day. And like I said, you need a lot of booze if you're a boozer to get through the Raiders. But we're one and one. And it's a long season. And I know you're excited because the NBA teams are going to training camp soon. Um, yep. Steve Kerr did a great job coaching the, the world basketball, the world invitational basketball team. We didn't win. We lost to Germany. But there weren't a lot of NBA players on there. Do you watch that right. kind of stuff, Brad? Yeah, no, I do. Everybody's putting down Steve Kerr for losing that one game. Buddy, people, we, we don't oh, have the, the creme de la creme on the court. I mean, you know, Reeves is good, but he's not great. I mean, LeBron, I mean, get all – I mean, come on. We can, we're going to win in the Olympics, right? Come on. It's, it's, it's a no-brainer. And I just can't wait for the Olympics next year, 2024. Steve Kerr's a great coach. He's a humble we're gonna guy. We're going to segue yeah, you know, we 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 showed a we we showed a, a little video of you and Steve Kerr at a Clipper game you went to last year, and the, and the, and the Warriors lose, and the guy comes out and he's just gregarious and has fun with you, and I know he takes loses any head coach that's successful is bad to show you what kind of mensch the guy was, and that, I thought that was the, what I took out of that video is what a great guy to do that. Oh, right. I goof on him all the time. He goofs right back at me. He is, but he's like just one of us, you know? He has no ego. And when they win the championships, you know where he is? In the background. He's in back of all the players. He lets the play, he pushes the players to the front. He wants them to get the accolades. Steve is, he, seriously, wow. an, an amazing guy. He was, he was raised right with his wonderful father. May he rest in peace. 
and his mother is 90-something years old, still lives in the house he grew up in in Palisades. He's a special guy. Kind of like you, Fish. This is the Fat Fish. You're a special guy. You know that? that is Brad Grunny Grumper, a.k.a. Snacks. I am the fish man. What? Yeah. You are. That's a Fat Fish, fish podcast. Look at that. Look at that logo. That, that Brad got that logo. You were, were, I want to promote. Watch us on YouTube. Subscribe below at Fish Grunny 1960. And uh, you know, we the, the more the more hits that we get, maybe we can we can we can get we can get Brad out of a lift. So we're trying to do that. <laughs> Chuck's Tavern's big and let me do this. Johnny Cocktails, no. his his production company is big and in, in, in getting T-shirts for us. So we're we're trying as a podcast. But I have to ask you this, Brad. I have always thought about this in your mind as an actor. You're an accomplished actor. Who is the number one underrated actress and actor that's working? nowadays that people might know but you know and you want to blast their name out i have a couple but you go first or you want me to go first i always throw these questions at you yeah. you might not know what i'm you know what i'm throwing at you so i don't want to there's put you on one the spot. really yeah there's this one really funny guy that i know i've worked with he's he's he always knows his lines he's always on his mark he makes the crew feel great he's just great to have around this guy me are you there hello did i lose you yeah you know what wait a minute i learned in therapy Ugh, you're in therapy you. i learned in anger management That's therapy and grief therapy yeah i, I go to therapy. I, I not as not as much they cut me down to like once a week and it's, it's on a zoom i, yeah, I look yeah. everybody I should talk to somebody just, it's good to talk to someone yeah i agree it's you talk to about talk to someone but i learned yeah. it but but no, yeah, in a good way. But what every therapist will tell you, you learn about therapy. The hardest people to deal with, the hardest people in their profession to deal with is narcissists. You know, uh, people that are always about themselves because they can't see the other side of themselves that, you know what, all you do is care about yourself and you're a dick. So when you say you're the most underrated actor, don't go to therapy. <laughs> you're not going to do well. I know. No. Well, you still there? Like, I, oh yeah. Oh, I have him speechless. I'll, I'll give you mine. I I I love yeah. a kid. He's not a kid. He was he's in uh, Lone Survivor. He was in Battleship, but he really cut his teeth in a TV show called Friday Night Lights. His name is Taylor Kitsch. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, I've, underrated I've actor that I think deserves. Yeah, look, I, I should have got a, a picture act. of the kid. I mean, when he was in Friday Night Lights, Fish. You have to understand something. Those are the best you actors. Those are the best actors, the ones that just move along, they do their job, and they move on to the next project. You might know them by their face, not by their name. That's a guy who's a great actor, you know? Is he is he a character actor yeah. or a leading man? Or like a best friend? I, did, I, I, I remember Friday Night Lights, but I don't remember him. In Friday Night Lights, he was so endearing. He, he was a lovable, a lovable loser, but you felt the this kid like because this he grew up without his parents lived with his brother <laughs> brad grunny aka narcissist aka snacks aka get me get me off this fucking show with fish so i can go to chick-fil-a that's your new moniker buddy hey what i love you to death but I, and there's an actress i like a lot she's i don't know if she's really uh she's more mainstream now but she's so good and i watched her someone told me it was you watch this show i think it came out in 1999, Judd Apatow's first series called Freaks and Geeks. Seth Rogen, oh, James Franco, Linda Cardinelli, 
um, the other guy that's uh, Jason Siegel. Siegel, Siegel, Jason Siegel is on Jason everything right Siegel, now. Siegel, yeah. Oh, got, he was on How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he's also in the he's in this Lakers show, which we'll talk about in a second, which I'm show well, I know your league uh, on HBO. But all they they all cut their teeth on that first show, and Linda Cardinelli goes on to do Mad Men, and she's done other things called Bloodline. Uh, you, 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 I like, I enjoy, and we talk about this every week about the strike. I enjoy good performances because, like sports, it's entertainment. That's all it is. You know, we get involved with our sports teams, but they're all millionaires and they're all making their money, whether they win or lose. But actors like you guys, you know, it, okay, if the NFL went on strike tomorrow, all those guys are taken care of for literally two years, that they said, three years. How many actors, how many people do you know? I don't want to talk about the Igers and the Picketers, but how many people does Brad Grunberg know for our audience and listening audience that have to subsidize their incomes right now and drive a lift or work as a waiter? You must know a lot of people. 100%. But people, I mean, people are doing side hustles just to survive, man. That's the rank and file. And it's the rocks, you know, the, the, the big stars that have helped us. They put you know, money into a fund to help, you know, the rank and file, which is me and all my buddies. But it's sad. People are losing their homes, their cars, their marriages. It's it's horrible. And, uh, you know, this week uh, they're going back to the table, the writers with the producers, and we're going to see what happens. I don't think anything's going to happen. And uh, what's going to happen is 2024, they're going to need new content because, you know, Fish doesn't want to watch reruns of Cobra Kai anymore. And uh, then they're going to make a deal. And then, you know, we'll be in the sweet spot. But, you know, it's tough, man. It's tough being an actor. It's really tough. You've you got to really love yourself, not a narcissist. Believe in yourself and never give up. By the way, Fish, you, you comment on all these shows. I, I wish. These... Wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you this question. You comment on all these shows, all these actors. Do you ever leave the fucking house? Do you really have a fucking job? What the fuck? You watch every fucking show? I do. I mean, Vicky is. I no, mean, she I mean, is, I. I well, yeah, yeah, but, but what? No, I don't watch every fucking show. I mean, uh, <laughs> no, so I, I like to watch. You know, I. God damn, I got fuck, nothing. Yeah, it's wait, wait, no. Wait, I, it, I, yeah, I have a yeah, life. Yeah, I, I leave the house. Those are crabs. No, those no. are crabs from work. Those are crabs. No. Whatever happened here with the rains, the, the, it, it's, I have mosquito bites up and down my legs. It looks like I have leprosy. It does. It's oh. so bad. Mosquitoes, because it's so humid, and I don't have to hang about with my pool, but I'm, I'm scratching like, like a cigarette scratching, you know, or a dog does when, when, you, when you hit their, their side. But, yeah, I, get, I leave that. You just admitted, you just admitted to our 5,000-plus 5, 5, audience that your mom didn't let you leave the house. And you asked me if I left the house. I just told you. I went on I went on bus rides yeah, to bad areas in LA. Bus to right. But the audience the audience wants to know, are you scratching your leg or are you scratching your ball sack? I don't know. We uh, I'll scratch my ball sack when you and I recreate planes, trains, and automobiles <laughs> with John Candy. Guess yeah. guess what role I'm playing? <laughs> no, yeah. I, yeah, you know it's the pillow. You're gonna play the pillow. Uh, so, let me ask you this. Let me jump into another segue. The the United Auto Workers are on strike against the big three. The teachers are on strike. The actors and the writers are on strike. Um, 
housekeeping. What is going on? I mean, what's going on with our unions? The the year of the union. Yeah. We've had enough. It's time to share it's the profits. And it's, you know, people need a working wage, they, a wage they can pay their bills. This is ridiculous. The haves and the have-nots. There's no more middle class. It's absolutely fucking ridiculous. Enough, like I say, enough is enough. And you got to stand up for what you believe in. And I'm a big union guy. Oh, by the way, did you see what happened with uh, Drew Barrymore? She decided not to come back to her uh, talk show. She got so much fucking crap from actors and writers and everybody. And then she went on. I like Drew Barrymore. Then she went on, did a post crying. Oh, yeah. What were you thinking? You're going to go back to your fucking show? No. And then the big, big scab. Yeah, the big scab is uh, the big scab oh. is Bill Maher. He's a piece of shit. I've seen him all really? over the world. Oh, he went back. He to, he's the world. I, I, I thought he would not do it. Oh, wow. I I know that. He would, no, he's a big scab and he's a big bullshitter. I've never liked him. I met him like 25 years ago at a, at a Hollywood party. It was all about him. He had like a, he had a, like his own. He had a, like a, a guy following him around as his security. It's like, why do you need a fucking security guard? Because he's got a big fucking mouth. I bet a lot of people don't like uh, a lot of things he says. But the bottom line is, he yeah, he's going back to his show. He's a big scab. It's terrible. But people do what they do. What are you going to do? I won't ever. I got a place in my heart. For Drew Barrymore, we in a past podcast, I had a, a, a head stripper on it, Spearmint Rhino, one of them, and she gave me some good backroom stories about Drew Barrymore that I can't talk about <laughs> orally, orally on the show. And I just can't do is it. A, I respect you more. I, 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 I respect Drew Barrymore, and I respect the oral compensation of the show. I so, like Drew. I like Drew Barrymore. Yeah, Adam Sandler loves her. I love her. She made a big mistake, and uh, I hope she can make amends for it. Uh, you know, people really are upset with her. You know, and uh, listen, everybody makes mistakes. I made the biggest mistake agreeing to do this show, and uh, you know, I can't get out of it now. But uh, you know, uh, but no, it's it, it's listen. It's a very tough time. Very tough time. Well. Oh, cool. let, let, let's just do props and kudos. You know, Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul and the cast of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul have been in Culver City in front of those studios, and they are picketing. I don't want to talk a lot about this. Well, but those are, are guys, are. the Bob Odenkirks and the Brian Cranstons and the Aaron Pauls and the big names are out there, and they don't need to. They, they, they have enough money to survive this strike. I, I, I say kudos to that because it's helping out the Brad Grumbergs and the guys that really oh. want to get back to work. We're so grateful that they're out there because, you know, high profile people being out there, you know, really, you know, it, it shows that this is the real deal. We're not fucking around. You know, I want my my goal is to to uh, uh, promote Bob Iger to go back into retirement. That's my goal. Get rid of him. Yeah, it's true. Get rid of him. Disney stock is in the toilet. He, he miss you know, he miscalculated everything. He thought we were going to back down. The writers were going to back down. No, no, Bobby, Uncle Bobby, you're a fuckhead. You, you fucked this whole thing up. You should have settled. You should have, you, you should have, you know, negotiated in good faith, and you didn't. And that's why we're here today. So, it's horrible. We'll see what happens. What? It's horrible. Yeah. It is. Yeah. You ever think about this? Because I, there's a great line. I, I want to get this right, but I think it's President Teddy Roosevelt said. 
I'm a politician. When I'm not kissing your baby, I'm stealing their lollipop. I don't want to get into politics because I pissed off so many people wow. on past politics. Uh, because oh, there's an old, old adage in the bar business. You know this. You're in the business. You don't talk politics or religion. It starts fights. And, and I've lost listeners and viewers in past podcasts, ha- podcasts because of my political stuff. That being said, I'm not getting political. I'm not endorsing any one person over the other. But I will endorse this. And people get mad at me. I'm sick. I just turned 63. You're a young man too, getting closer. Why the fuck would anyone in their 80s want the toughest job as a president of the United States? Ego. If it's Biden against Trump, you got two goals. I mean, I, I, I look. When I'm 80 years old, I want to be hanging out with you at a deli and flirting with the waitresses, and then going to a country club afterwards and playing golf and sipping on, you know, uh, Arnold Palmer iced teas with a little vodka in there. What are you? What's going on? There's no younger people. My question to you, Brad Grumberg. I, there's I, no younger yeah. politicians out there. I'm backing uh, in 2024. I'm backing Don Knotts, uh, Ralph Furley. I think he'd be uh, he'd be a great president. Oh, he's dead. Sorry. Uh, no, I listen. I want a young person like a Beto. We need a younger person in there. You know, if you're a Trumper, if you love Biden, great. But I, I it's time for someone to get in there who's younger, who has, you know, progressive ideas. This, you know, it's just the hate is just too much, man. I talk to people, you know, in, in my lift and, uh, oh my gosh, it's unbelievable. Everybody has their, their take on things, but, uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be the greatest show on earth. This next year will be the greatest show on earth. Who's Bobby Owens, my man. I like Bobby Owens. Thank you, Bobby. But uh, yeah, I don't. Bobby, really oh my God, it. Bobby Owens, man. Bob, Bobby Owens is a fr- really good friend of mine. Yeah. Do you have friends, or do you pay people to uh, be your friends? Bobby Owens is a very good friend of mine. A big. <laughs> that went over big. Do you really have friends, or do you pay them? Or like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to answer that question. When I'm people walk that. into your bar, the greatest bar. By the way, put that up. Shucks Tavern. We got to put it up. Because I'm telling you, this is the best sports bar I have been to in in Las Vegas. So good. The food, the 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 atmosphere, uh, the great gaming, the great TVs, great food, unbelievable food. Best, I mean, really, but the worst, the worst graveyard bartender I have ever seen. I mean, this guy will not stop fucking talking. Oh, that's you, sir. Um, but no. <laughs> No, it's a great place. And uh, if you're in Vegas, you should stop by and tell Fish I sent you. But no, politics, man. It's, I can't uh, argue you know, with you. No, I, <laughs> I tell it like it is, baby. You know how I, how it's I a roll. tough world right now. It is, really. It's it a is. tough world right now because we, because we have inflation's the highest. Gas is going to be over $5 everywhere soon. And this is the problem. So it's six dollars here. It's six dollars. Fish at six dollars here. Six and six thirty. I saw today. Unbelievable. Here's the problem you have, and I like Biden. The problem you have, the number one critical mass that you have in getting people to vote for you is how the economy's doing. And if the economy keeps going in the the toilet yeah. it hurts yeah. the guy that's a, that's the president it just that's the way it is okay it's always been that way incumbents lose because they handle a situation wrong 
or the economy stinks. And I, I don't want to talk politics, but I'm concerned because they're, all you look for in a politician or anyone in your life or a football team or a basketball team is leadership. If you have leadership on a TV show, if your director is a good leader or a movie or your team, or your team, Steve Kerr is a good leader, they're going to win. Okay. Yeah. And if you don't have leadership in government, you're done. I don't care which country you're rolling about. So I'm voting. I'm voting this guy for president. You said you're going to vote for Don yeah. Knotts. This is my guy right here. <laughs> Fast Freddie Flintstone. I love it. By the way, this that's is, me. This is, that's you. I don't like talking politics, but I met Mr. Donald Trump. Did I tell you my story? Let me tell you this. I was in the movie Strip Tease with Demi Moore back in 1996. Yes. The L.A. premiere, I took Helen Nanny Klein, my grandma, okay? In the movie, I work at the Eager Beaver, and uh, they made these jerseys for me that say Eager Beaver on it. So at the L.A. premiere, I put one on myself Everyone. and one on my grandma. I'll oh, have the picture over here. So we had a great time. My grandma didn't know anything about the film, but she was just happy to see her grandson in the movie. So then I go to New York for the big premiere. Uh, Zephyr Theater, I took my best buddy, uh, James Commissar, and we had a great time. Well, we watched the movie, then right next door is a big party, you know, and I'm standing there with him, we were there early, and all of a sudden Marla Maples walks in, and she looks up at me, and she goes, oh my God, and she runs over to me, and my buddy goes, you know her? I go, no. She comes up so beautiful, so sweet, so nice. Standing next to her is uh, Mr. Donald Trump. Okay, he's kind of odd looking. He's he's kind of he's six three. He's huge. So she says, "I want you to meet my husband, Donald Trump." I go, "Mr. Trump, nice to meet you." He goes like this. <laughs> he does this, and then he leans in, and then he leans in and goes, "You just had a brush with greatness, kid," and he walks away. And my buddy goes. What the fuck was that? I go, I don't know. But the only thing I do know, he's got small fucking hands. And that was my brush with greatness. See these meat hooks? See them? They're big and fat, okay? Donnie has small hands. But if you like him, God bless you. If you like Biden, God bless you. If you like Don Knotts or Fred Flintstone, why don't you and I run? Why don't we, why don't we be on the ticket? You be president. What I'll would be, be our platform? What would be, I'll, I'll be the president. If you're the vice president, I'll tell you what I want. I want a four-day work week. Everyone works 40 hours in four days. I like that. I want, I would like, I, even though I'm not a partaker, I would like pot to be legal in all 50 states. Okay. Okay. So everyone can get high and be less, be less aggressive. Okay. okay. Um, I, I, I'm going to say some stuff. I would rather have more freedom than less freedom. I'm not into the woke culture thing. I think that if, if you're allowed to watch, if you're not allowed to watch All in the Family, you can't watch other shows that make fun of people, okay? Because laughter. I'm all about freedom of speech and freedom of your bodies, okay? Um, I'll lose people right here. I think a woman, correct me when I'm wrong, jump in any time. I think a woman has to have the right to her body. And you saw Absolutely. in Ohio, a very conservative Absolutely. state. And yes. I think... The one party is going to lose. I, I think they're going to lose their women vote. They, they keep pushing something. Um, I'll tell you a quick story. I'll be right. Um, 
I might have gotten a girl pregnant when I was 16 or 17. One guy bought the goalie? Wow. Well, remember, you brought up Fast Times at Ridgemont High. There was Planned Parenthoods. And there was a part of that. And there was a mo- part of yeah. scene in that movie. There was Planned Parenthoods everywhere. When you're 16 and you're playing sports and you win a game, you go to someone's house and there's kegs and you're drinking. All right. And you're 16 and your hormones are bursting. All right. And a girl yeah. named Mary walks in and she, oh, you, you were so great on the, you know, playing baseball today. And you might make love to the girl. You're not thinking about putting a rubber on because you're 16. Okay. Right. I don't think I'm going to get killed here. Here comes a comment. So we'll, we'll, we'll get some ratings. I don't think a 16 year old should have to suffer for that. I don't. When I was six, Brad, you know me so well. You're one of my best friends. I have the, I have the, I have the mindset of a 12 year old right now at 63. What do you think my mindset was when I was 16? I was an infant. I couldn't be a father. So I have certain right. things. So if that's my platform, what would you do as a vice president to help me win the ticket? I would make sure that they're in and out burgers in all 52 and Alaska and Hawaii. <laughs> that's my first, that's my first order of business. Um, I'm going to, you know, my buddy just told me about the three buy. Oh, I'm going to go for that next time. Three patties. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, I'm just, here's my, I don't want no more diversity. I want, I mean, I want diversity, but I don't want division. That's what I want. I want everybody to be able to do what they want. I love the rainbow of life. I don't care what color you are. I love you for who you are. If you're gay, straight, bi, trans, I, if you're a good person, I love you, okay? I want people to love one another more. That will be my, my, my department as your vice president, okay? I just cannot stand all, and I would, and then the homeless. That's number one. And by the way, Mayor Bass is doing a great job. But here's the problem. Let me explain how the problem goes in L.A. So a group of five people walk up to a homeless guy and they say, hi. Hey, Bob, how you doing? This is uh, Gary and Teddy and uh, this is Julie and Amy. We want to help you. We want to get you a home. We're going to take all your stuff here and put it in storage. We'll take care of your dog. And uh, oh, if you have if you if you're, you have an alcohol problem, we'll take we're gonna we'll get you help with that. A drug problem, we're gonna help you with that. The only stipulation is we'll get you. Oh, by the way, we'll get you new clothes too. The only stipulation is you have to be in by 9 p.m. What? What? 9 p.m. Are you kidding me? No, you're not gonna tell me when I have to be in. And that's the problem. These people don't want. They want to live on the streets for the rest of their life. So my my plan is this. If they don't want help, turn around, put your hands behind your back. You want to you want to be in the home I want to give you? That's better than jail. That's better than federal lockup. That's better than state prison. It's enough. It's sad. It's growing. The have and the have nots. Rent is going up in LA like you won't believe. Oh, by the way, Fish, some of your favorite locations, this one uh, mall on the corner of Beverwill and Pico has been there for 35 years. There's a Ralph's there, a CVS, a sushi restaurant, all, yeah. a bank. They're tearing it down. And guess what they're building? Apartments. Fish, who gonna, who's going to be able to afford these apartments? It's crazy. They're, they keep building apartments. No one can afford rent. So that's what I would do. I, we would be a good team. What do you think? 
I gotta. Oh, by the way, well, I have... well, first, first of all, first of all, I would make you the Food and Drug Administrator of, 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 of And I know this: every, every fast food restaurant, every restaurant in general, will be open twenty four hours with a full menu. Okay, oh, please. And now it provide. You know what? That'll provide more jobs. Even though everything's going, everything's. I don't want to get into the next week. We're gonna get into the AI thing. I, I want to save it for next week, but you won't believe how many robots right now are bartending and and it, it, it it's scary for my business that's for next week but robots you're right the homeless, thing is, the homeless thing is so scary and i see it and you know what i can't believe what people are paying for rent in la right now it's sad how do, how do you get a, a, a one-bedroom apartment off of pico and la brea which isn't the greatest areas on a bad area for two for 2200 i mean yep. not yep. There are three people living. I know there's three people. I know there's three people living in a one-bedroom apartment for eighteen hundred dollars. One gets a couch. Two people share. They kind of split up, but there's no privacy. You know, it's it's that's like you're talking about Bob Iger. How much fucking money can you make and 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 uh, purge off people? It's sad. It really is. Let's get us some. You want to get some memes? Can I get your take on some stuff? I love my memes from my buddy Fish. Fisher, Fisher, you know, when we do the memes now, Brad and I are going to show you a meme and we'll tell for our listening audience on Podbean. Thank you very much, Podbean audience. We we love you. We love Podbean. Uh, if we can give each and one of you a hug everywhere. Uh, huge yeah, audience in. Yeah. Come out. We have a huge audience in the northeast part of America. We are two LA guys that have New York. Yeah, my parents are from New York, but you know, so and so with Brad's, but. Two yeah. LA guys have a good, good, good following with people listening. We'll take it. Check this one out. <laughs> I, I came out of your what? Oh Look at the, it's a kid's face. Oh. You explain it, Brad. You're better explaining shit. Go ahead. This kid is in his, I guess, in his in his chair with something between his legs. It looks like a big, it looks like a big, like a tooth or something. The look on his face is like he saw a ghost. His hair is sticking up every which way. He's got a nice tan, though. It's interesting. It could be, yeah, he's got a nice tan. But it's so he's so adorable. Oh, my goodness. Look at that face. This next one. I'll, I'll, I'll read it. I could probably see okay, it better. You, you all right? Okay, yeah. No, th- th- that's just so good. This happened to me. Look at that guy's face. We live in a time. Where losing your phone is more dramatic than losing your virginity. <laughs> and the guy's face is absolute terror. I guarantee everyone that's listening and watching, if you lose your phone for 3.2 seconds and can't find it, you have a shit attack. Is that, that am I right, Brad? True. People lose their phones every day. And oh my goodness, what you have to go through, then you got to call, you know, you got to call it. Uh, AT&T or Verizon and get it shut off and then get a new one. And if you're not insured, it's going to cost you a fortune. Oh, and then of course, then after you get the new phone, you find it, you find your phone, right? Right. Under your car seat. Well, before we get to the next meme, you must get phone calls sometimes in your, at your lift. You, they get a hold of you and said, I leave my phone in the car and you'll say no. And they, 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 they argue with you. How many times I've gotten phone calls at Chuck's? We, my, we were just in there and we were sitting at the table nine and ten. We have our yeah. phone. I go, well, let me go check. And I checked everywhere. I checked the bathrooms. No. Well, we know it's there. Well, I'm telling yes. you, it's not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? right. And the terror, I feel so bad because so much shit is on your phone. Naming your contacts. Uh, you know, it's like, I don't know. 
I Brad could Brad had to do some of this phone. I, uh, so I called for my landline because my phone's in the other room charging. I don't know Brad's number, right? But it's because it's on my cell phone. So check this one out. Yeah, I got a story just about this uh, one. Sorry. I got a story about cell phones. So I was doing a bit uh, for this company called Get Dismissed. Um, my buddy Steve Miller. Uh, it's it's a company where if you get a moving violation in Los Angeles, uh, they uh, they fight the ticket. It's called a trial by declaration. You can do it by mail. So I did all these funny little uh, you know little uh, bits like little commercials for his company. So I'm on Hollywood Boulevard, okay, as Captain Snacks, and and all of a sudden my phone's gone. I got pickpocketed. That is the pickpocket oh. capital of the world, Hollywood Boulevard. I'm sending. Really? I'm sending. Yes, I'm sending an alert out. If you're in LA and you're on Hollywood Boulevard, make sure you have your phone in your underwear. I mean, these guys bump into you. They're the best pickpockets in the world. They'll take your wallet. They'll take your fat fish T-shirt right off you. They'll. Uh, they'll. I'm telling you. You know. They're the worst, and they're oh, they're always in costume. You know, Spider Man comes up. You want to take a picture? Well, then he's going to lift your wallet. So be very careful in LA when you're or anywhere, but especially on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And then wow. I had to call AT and T. I had to shut my phone off. I had to get a new phone. Oh, it's still, but they sell them. I mean, but thank God I called AT and T, and they yeah. they wipe my phone clean. They wipe my phone clean. That's what's sad about. It. They get a hold of your phone and they get in there. So a lot of phones, obviously, they have the passcode and they they're fucked. But they get in there somehow and they can get they can go on your Google and see your your bank account. It's just like oh, no, yeah. But brings you back to show you the next before we show the next meme. I think I've said this before, but I have to say it again. When Steve Jobs developed the internet in the late '80s, his quote was, "I've developed one of the greatest inventions in the history of mankind for an information highway. I've also developed." And created one of the biggest bastards and we'll see how that plays out and it's true i mean true, i have no. zero i have zero zero if you're a hacker and you're that cocksucker that sits on your computer and trying to get into people's front you're the biggest scumbag on the planet you're just oh. as bad as anybody else in people's lives you know the trolls. Uh, and it's happened all yeah. how many times do you get a phone call you, you get an alert that your credit card's been hacked we've had it happen vicky and i you've had it happen to you everyone you know every people that the, the it's I'll a business. Yeah, but it's big business. That's oh. all they do. They sit home and they fuck with your life. And then, and then there's the trolls that you know make fun of me. Uh, oh, uh, on my love connection. Oh, he's a fat pig. I go. I know I'm a fat pig. Tell me something I don't know. I mean, and they're you know they're living in their parents' basement. They're 500 pounds with pimples, and they're making fun of me. Wait a minute. I'm 500 pounds and I have pimples and I live with my parents. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> all I gotta say about all I gotta say about you, Mr. Whale, and you should have gotten over Brendan Fraser. We've done as good a job. Let me tell I you something for that about part. you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you look like. It's the size of your heart. You know. I don't look at you and think you're fat. I just look at you as saying, "Will we please go out to a restaurant? Is there enough food for me to eat after he orders?" <laughs> We went to a we went to a deli. We went to Arch Deli in L.A. recently, and Brad orders, and the waitress is still writing. She's <laughs> this, is, this is my recent. I I got a, a parking. I got a parking. This is a ticket, a moving violation. This is what she wrote with Brad's order. That's a, <laughs> no. That that's my in and out. That's my in and out burger uh, receipt. What are you talking about? 
No, what it is was, I was oh, we're, no. we're at Ars Deli, and, and it's, it's, it's it's one of those typical, uh, you know, great weight uh, servers that's been there forever. And Brad starts to give his order, and she says, why don't you just order page two so I can get to my <laughs> customers? And we all had a, had a great time. Check out this. Brad, you can wait, wait, wait. By never, the way, ever. let me tell the story about you and I when we walked into Hometown Buffet. They looked at me, and they looked at you. They called the cops on me. I got arrested, and they let you in because, you know, I mean, I'm going to it's no. it's over in a hometown buffet for me. I'll stay there for hours. Yeah, food is my friend. Yeah. Okay. What was that one? What was that one? What was it? What was that one comedian, John Panosh, that died? Big heavy set guy. And his oh, big line was, I walk into, John I walk Panette. into, I walk into, I walked into an Asian deli, and she said, "You been out four hours. You go now." <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! He opened Yo, for Sinatra. That's a sad thing. John Panet. John Panette, I know him. That's great it. guy. Oh, we great. miss you, John. Oh, what a Hilarious. Great oh, my God. This guy was yeah. so funny, and he made fun of himself as I make fun of myself. Oh. You know what? We are who we are. You may Live your true life, whoever you are, wherever you are. Just be you, you know? It's important. Just How about this? How about this? Check this out. <laughs> you your exercise so damn hard. Have you, exercise, have you ever exercised so hard? Can you read it? No, I can't see it. That your ass signals what? Have you ever exercised so damn hard that your ass signals signals to <laughs> Batman? Oh, God. I love that. I'm going to lose my appetite. Uh, and the thanks last for two memes I had, I'm going to close out some testimonials. Up. Yeah. yeah, that's not your ass, Brad. That guy's too skinny. Um, I I have a problem with a movie because the movies the movie came out in 1972 and it was a classic. Then it came out with the remake, and I always thought that the guy was creepy that played the lead. One was Gene Wilder, the lead of one of the movies, and one was Johnny Depp. This is Willy Wonka. Tell me you want uh, your kids hanging out with that. Yes, that's I mean, look Willy at, Wonka. Look at the look on his face. Hi, I want to give you chocolate. Bullshit. You want? Hi, I'm I'm a single man that only wants to give you chocolate and take you on all these weird things and have oompa loompas that run around my my place all day. And I like to get undressed. I know. Now that's Willy Wonka, 1972. Tell me how creepy this guy looks. And this is a great actor. Tell me how creepy this Johnny guy Tepp is. Johnny is a Wonka. great guy. Yeah, that look doesn't at this. look right. No, that's something. <laughs> yeah. What is going on there? Yeah. That looks like Linda Cardinelli. That looks like Linda Cardinelli, the one I talked about earlier. Look at the the page boy haircut. I like that. No, there's only one Willy Wonka, and it's Gene Wilder. I'm going to tell you right now. That movie stands the test of time. And I love Johnny Depp. By the way, I used to wait on Johnny Depp in the 20th Century Fox commissary. He was always so nice to me. And then when I left, I saw him years later at Benihana on La Cienega. He was in front of me. I tapped him on the shoulder. He goes, oh, my God. Brad, what's up? How you doing? He remembered me. I mean, really, my the girl I was with is like, you know Johnny Depp? I go, yep. He was really cool, and he remembered me because I goofed on him. I goofed on everybody. That's how they remembered me. I just goof on anybody and everybody, and I didn't care. You know, that's why you you can't walk on eggshells around people, especially celebrities. They don't want it. They don't want it. Just treat them like I treat fish, like shit. We talked about feeding. <laughs> well, we talked about our presidency, our run for the presidency in 2024. 
And that's the problem with the world culture thing. You can't goof on people. You got to watch what you say. As a bartender, you got to watch yeah. your jokes. I, I told you, I offended someone. And I want to get to something. I, this is the joke that I can say it again. And don't, you might, I said, this offended two girls and got pissed off. I said, what do you call an asshole covered in plastic? What? Look at your driver's license. Look at your driver's oh, license. I love it. And, Show and, my picture. And Show, the, my picture. Guys, <laughs> Show my picture. Show my picture. Look, look at this. <laughs> what do you is. call an asshole covered in plastic? That <laughs> <laughs> guy right there. <laughs> Oh <laughs> Look at that face. How did oh I get God. away with that? That is funny joke. That's I'll, a I'll tell you, Brad. Can I tell you a story? Please, if, there, if, if you had to put an ID for an all-you-can-eat buffet, if they saw you when you put your ID, they close. Okay, we don't have enough food. <laughs> what wow. happened with the girls? Wait, wow. finish your story. What happened with the girls that you told that joke to? They complained. I thought I was rude. And so. Well, I had an audience, and the three guys and two girls laughed, and you know how far, and the two girls were, and they said, we thought that was rude, and I, I thought they were joking, and I said, you serious? I apologize if I have offended you. I go, are you in the plastics business? They said, no, you haven't. <laughs> so they all laughed. Everyone laughed when I said that, which made them more pissed off. They oh. said, no, you cursed. And I said, well, oh. are, honey, this is not you. Honey, you, know, you never I said the word asshole. You know, yeah, well, you know, assholes now allowed on regular. You could say it on, on AMC and other FX. You could say it on some of the normal cable channels you get. You could curse. But they, they thought it was just that I, I was a, a, an abomination to the bartending business. And I said, you're welcome to call my management. They never did. Yeah, I gave them a name by to the, the way, manager, an assistant manager. And what? By the way, when we run in 2024 and we win, there's another thing. I want everybody to fucking chill out. Okay. Don't say this. Don't say that. Can't say Thank that you. joke. Relax, everybody. Settle the fuck down, okay? It's a joke. Let's just love each other. Let's go back to the day we can just say things. You know, oh, by the way, when you see somebody at work and you say, hello, hi, Amy, how are you? You look very pretty today. She's right in the human resources. Brad said I look really pretty Can't do today. that. Can't do that. What the fuck is going on? Why? You can't say hello to anybody you, anymore. You, you, I mean, that's a nice you thing. You have a nice smile. Is uh, you, your hair looks wonderful? Did you get it done last week? I mean, what the fuck? It's enough already, right? Can't, can't do it. You can't do. It. You can call. You can call a girl, dear. Hi, dear. How you doing? But you can't say, hey, honey, how are you? You can't do it. Yeah, yeah. Honey, honey isn't a is, is a fireable offense in some place, not our place, but yeah. it is what it is. Hey, I want to do. We have, we have five minutes ago i want to do a couple things first of all we had uh just a wonderful human being named andrew klein on about four or five weeks ago and we'll be quick on this but what brad is saying about being nice this is molly's challenge right here okay yep. send 10 nice say 10 nice things right look at that read that brad for all yep. this audience i'm telling you molly was a molly klein was so wonderful she was 13 years old the sweetest girl in the world and uh she took her own life and because of the bullying she received on this fucking phone because you know in life i got bullied at school but it stopped at school people call me fat chubby fatso all that stuff but it ended at school with the phone it continues and these so-called friends of hers or these trolls just just ate her alive and she just couldn't stand it the pain anymore 
And instead of getting coming to their her parents and telling her parents what was going on, she took her own life, which every day I think about her. So her challenge, her parents want to honor her memory. See 10 people in your day, daily life. Just say something nice. How you doing? Oh, I, oh, it's a nice shirt. How did you how did you like the lake? Whatever it is, but it's got to be positive. And and Molly is smiling from heaven if you could do that for her, because that's a challenge. Don't bully. Enough is enough. We love you, Molly. We miss you. We'll do this until October. This is Nick Pasquale. Look at that handsome kid. He played at UCLA. That's him with the football, playing for the UCLA Bruins. And his life ended in a tragic car accident in 2013. Throughout his life, I'm reading his mission statement from the Nick from the um, Nick Pasquale Foundation.com. Throughout his life, he demonstrated great leadership, drive, and determination. The Nick Pasquale Foundation is a nonprofit set up to carry on his legacy by supporting student athletes and programs that demonstrate similar characteristics. I talked to his dad, Mel, last week. His mother, Lori, I didn't talk to his, his brother, AJ. Uh, what they do, what the foundation does is provide scholarships to people that can't afford a scholarships in this beautiful kid's name. And on October 13th, Brad, I'm going to do this next year. I can't this year. They're going to have, they're having a golf tournament down at the Bella, this is a nice Italian name, the Bella Colina Country Club in San Clemente. There's still four spots open. Go on the NickSpasqualeFoundation.com. We shout out to Nick and his family because what happened is horrible. But when parents like Andrew Klein and his wife and Mel and Lori and his brother, uh, uh, Pasquale and the brother AJ could do things to honor their kids. It keeps the memory alive. And we're going to, I never met Nick Pasquale, but everything I hear, it, it's horrible, but keeping his memory alive, helping um, kids because of his death, you're helping other kids get scholarships and go to college and having a life. Is there any better mitzvah in the world than that, Brad? Nope. Nope. And that's what life's about honoring, you know, people that, that look at, Nick was at the wrong place, wrong time, and he and he's not with us anymore. But he would want, and Molly in heaven, they're they're at they're at, uh, uh, they're at Delhi heaven having a sandwich, and they want us, you know, to spread the word about bullying and uh, you know about scholarships, you know, sending kids to college that uh, wouldn't be able to go if it wasn't for this wonderful foundation that is uh, that Nick's parents uh, started in his memory. By the way, let me ask you a question, buddy. Next week, we're going to have John Kassir. This guy is the man of a million voices. Wait till you see this guy. And he is going to put on a show for us. So please, next week, everybody, you got to tune in because John Kassir is going to rock Fat Fish and all of his listeners. It's going to be great. Hey, man. On that note. Week, on that note, great week. And why don't we let Mr. Dave Linden take us away? Good seeing you, Fish. You've Love been you. listening to the Fat Fish Podcast, heard on all your favorite platforms. Until next time. <laughs> You've been listening to 